Welcome to Tech Talk. Bye. CDT. Welcome to CDT's Tech Talk, where we dish on tech and internet policy while also explaining what these policies mean to our daily lives. I'm Jamal Magby, and it's time to talk tech. This week, CDT will launch its new Equity and Civic Technology Project. This new project will focus on why fair and equitable governance is essential to a thriving democracy. It will also explore how this can be achieved in part by supporting the responsible use of data and technology by public agencies to improve outcomes for individuals and the public good while also ensuring it does not come at the expense of privacy and civil rights. Here to give us more insight on this exciting new project is Elizabeth Laird, director of CDT's Equity and Civic Technology Project. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Jamal. Thanks for having me. Of course. I mean, welcome back to Tech Talk. You've been on here a couple of times, so I'm excited to have you back again. Thank you. I'm excited that I got invited back. This is a big <laughs> day for me. You're always invited back. And congratulations on the new project you're leading. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to chat with you about it. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So let's jump right into it. So can you tell us about this Equity and Civic Tech um, project? Yes, I am happy to. So uh, as, our, as our, the name of our organization suggests, the Center for Democracy and Technology, uh, we think that fair and equitable governance is essential to having a thriving democracy. Um, but we also think that this can be achieved in part by supporting the responsible use of data technology that improves outcomes, uh, not only for the public good, but also for individuals. And at the same time, we're equally obsessed with making sure that it doesn't come at the expense of the privacy and civil rights of individuals. So in order to achieve that, that, that balance and that sweet spot of having data technology work for um, citizens, uh, we are launching this new project. And our goal is to advance privacy-forward policies and practices that promote the equitable and responsible use of data and technology that are governed by public agencies. So how do you how do you plan to approach accomplishing this vision? Yeah, it's a good question, um, given how uh, ambitious our vision is. <laughs> uh, so I'll answer it by saying uh, we're going to organize our work around three key tactics. Um, and these are similar tactics that we used when we launched the Student Privacy Project. So if you've been following our work there, they will sound familiar. Um, but when it comes to the Equity and Civic Technology Project, we are going to do three things. Um, the first thing that we're going to do is provide balanced advocacy that both promotes the responsible use of data and technology while protecting the privacy and civil rights of individuals. And so our advocacy is going to focus on how you do both of those things. Uh, the second thing that we're going to do is we want to create solutions-oriented policy resources. Um, and it's really important that these resources are grounded in the problems that currently confront policymakers and civil servants, as well as the technology providers who work with them. So our goal is really to um, uh, put out resources that, that uh, orient policy uh, decisions and practices around uh, what will actually work <laughs> and meet the needs of some of the diverse stakeholders that we'll plan on convening. And then the third thing that we plan on doing is offering technical guidance that can be adapted and implemented. Um, and the reason for that is, um, you know, a lot of times in public agencies, they may lack some of the technical capacity and resources and expertise that we have at CDT. And so we want to take that knowledge and, and help translate that uh, for those practitioners to take the balance advocacy and the policy resources and translate that into technically, what does that mean we need to do? 
Um, and so across those three things, um, that is how we will, we will approach and orient our work, um, starting at the highest level around advocacy and getting all the way into the weeds when it comes to technical guidance. So, so when you say the equitable use, why is this important? Like, what's the, what's the big picture? Why, 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 should, why should we be concerned? Well, I think uh, I would uh, uh, suggest that we are both uh, cautiously optimistic, but also maintain uh, a degree of skepticism and vigilance about the use of data and technology. And, um, you know, the, the focus of this project is really looking at public agencies and how they're using data and technology. And a number of public agencies exist, and their mission is about meeting the needs of individuals and how they can support the public good. Um, so just as data and technology have transformed many aspects of our lives, we have that same potential to revolutionize government to better serve individuals. At the same time, there are uh, a number of stories of how data and technology have been misused by a government and maybe uh, not been used in the interest of, of individuals. And so at this project, we want to really focus on how you reap the benefits and, and get the most out of data and technology, but it can't come at the expense of the rights of individuals. I, I think that's spot on. And, and you touched on it a little bit, but can you go deep, a little deeper on how data and technology benefit individuals and, and the public good? Sure. So, uh, you know, one of the, the projects that has really uh, led to the creation of this team and is will continue to be a main focus of, of the work moving forward is um, how this is playing out in the education sector. Um, and, and, and no moment have we felt more acutely the role of data and technology um, than during the pandemic, especially with the rapid shift to online learning and that for students to continue to receive um, you know, even just basic instruction and basic services, technology played a role that was front and center. And at the same time, uh, never have we felt more acutely the risks of data and technology than <laughs> in the moment of the pandemic. And there were, you know, numerous stories of Zoom bombing, which, you know, maybe started off as being kind of funny, but, you know, in, in, in some of the cases, we're actually inflicting trauma on students when someone who was not on, who, who should not have been authorized was able to enter into an online classroom and expose students to inappropriate or harmful materials or, um, you know, students were able to, to bully each other in these um, settings where, uh, you know, controls weren't sufficiently locked down. There was also a story in North Carolina where um, because of the way that they had transitioned to online learning, they were using a student's legal name instead of their preferred name. And so inadvertently were outing students who are transgender. So, you know, you can see, you know, the, the both sides of the coin here where uh, data and technology, you know, will play a central role. And even in our research, it shows that both among parents and among teachers, um, they really do support a continued focus and they see value in online learning even after the pandemic ends. But the pandemic has also increased concerns in these areas too. And so the charge moving forward is, again, to make sure that data and technology are are working in the interests of, of individuals and in education, you know, students and families, um, but also being really vigilant and guarding against the risks of how that those same tools can be used against people. So I think you you touched on it earlier, but I want to go back and ask, what are some common issues that confront public agencies 
in their efforts to use data and technology? And, and how do we hope to confront these? Yeah. So I think if you look at the, the history of, of data and technology uh, and how it's been used by public agencies, you'll see kind of an evolution of, of what they have been concerned about. Uh, it started with really being concerned about security. And so that means like technically locking down and preventing access to um, you know, sensitive information and sensitive can be defined broadly or differently depending on the sector. But, you know, those are the, the things that you put in place and the tactics you use to make sure that, um, you know, someone who shouldn't have access to something cannot access it. And then I think from there, we've seen a growing focus on privacy. And so privacy is about, is about policies. It's about values. It's about making decisions about, um, you know, who really should have access to information and how do you protect an individual's rights to make decisions about what is shared about them. And then where we are now is increasingly, um, you know, extending beyond just conversations of privacy to wrestle with what are, you know, even more challenging questions of, of what is responsible and what is ethical and what is right. And I think that, that that is increasingly the challenge that public agencies are facing is that something can be uh, secure, technically secure. Maybe the information is even kept private. But how they use them and, and what does it mean to use information ethically um, and in the interest of, of, of people is, is, is pretty subjective. Um, but really, when you listen to the concerns that you hear from um, individuals about how information is being used, a lot of them fall into uh, not, not necessarily security or privacy, but using information responsibly. And I think this project um, you know, is, is in part uh, looking at not just what does it mean to keep something secure? What does it mean to, to keep something private? But what does it mean to use data and, and technology equitably and responsibly? Um, and so really moving beyond just privacy and security, grapple with some of those questions that our public agency peers are, are increasingly grappling with too. Wow. That, those are some pretty big questions you have on your hands. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> now that I answered the second part of your question, which is how do we hope to confront these? Yes. And um, I'll say process-wise, I think we hope to confront them with, with humility and with a lot of respect for the work that public agencies are doing, um, and to really look at the kind of guardrails that they can put in place to make it more likely than not that they use um, data and technology responsibly and ethically. And so some of those things are uh, included, but, but not limited to, um, you know, engaging uh, folks in the community about whom they're, they are collecting data and engage them in conversations and decisions around how they want to see it used. Um, uh, being transparent about, about what kind of data and technology initiatives they're pursuing, what kind of data they're collecting, how they're keeping it safe. Oftentimes, uh, public agencies are not transparent about that. And it's not always because they have something to hide. It's just not always at the top of their list of priorities, but it's really important to support responsible data use. Um, we're also going to look at issues of, of governance, including how you know, decisions are made about the data that's being collected, how long it's kept, um, what it's used for, but also other governance issues like how do you set policy priorities and decide what you want to use data and technology for? How do you support procurement as part of that? So it really is a pretty broad range of issues that we hope to tackle, but it is also the same issues that public agencies are, are tackling right now. We want to find ways to uh, be critical and supportive partners of them um, as they, they try and strike this right balance between 
um, using data technology for good um, and also not sacrificing the rights of individuals in the process. Yeah, and I think that's very important. How do we use it, to your point, how do we use it for good and not, and not sacrifice some of these liberties that we have? Absolutely. Um, so what are your hopes for the Equity and Civic Tech Project in 2021? What's, what are, I, I want to hear, you know, what Elizabeth hoped for, what, what you hope for, what, and, um, and, and how you plan on accomplishing that. Yeah, so I have a lot of hopes for 2021. For this podcast, <laughs> I will keep it focused on the Equity and Civic Technology Project. Um, but I think, you know, this being our, our first year to stand up this, um, this uh, team and this project, you know, my first hope is that we learn a lot. Um, you know, I, I worked in, in government for five years, and that was one of the things I learned uh, immediately. No, no matter how long I had spent working with states, it does not replace the, the experience of being a public servant. And so I will uh, enter uh, into this space with that same kind of uh, growth mindset, uh, really wanting to learn from folks who have been working in this space and, and listening to and hearing from, um, you know, experts and leaders in this, in this area and how we can provide the most value. And uh, my other hope is that by the end of 2021, um, we will have answered some of the questions that you raised today. Um, and we'll be finding ways to build on, you know, the good work that we have done in education and um, expand some of that same approach um, to be uh, critical friends and resources and partners um, as public agencies grapple with some of these questions that uh, are certainly not going away and are only growing in importance. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us um, today. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Jamal. And I will uh, hopefully be on here again. And thanks for the, the, the follow-up invitation. <laughs> of course, you know, you're welcome at any time. So please come back and join us. Okay. That's a dangerous offer, but I'll see you soon. <laughs> Great. Um, and to learn more about CDT's Equity and Civic Technology Project, please visit us at cdt.org and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at Tech. I'm Jamal Magby. Thank you for talking tech.